Last time on Geek Force, the squad talked about the Snyder Cut. It was a film that came out. See what we're talking about today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the amazing cheese squad of Marlon, Ray, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. After last week, when we talked about DC, and you know, if you heard of that episode, we kind of were kind of bummed out. So to make it up, we're going to have some fun time with today's episode, because we get to finally talk about Falcon and the, Win- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's out on Disney Plus. Um, episode two just uh, came out a few days ago, so we get to talk about episode one, episode two, and the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think uh, Marvel is taking on a lot of interesting uh, storyline work. I mean, DC and Marvel for a while were doing the very very similar thing of getting all your toys from the toy box and smashing them together and it was entertaining but it's interesting to see that Marvel is taking on really um, uh, nuanced ideas you know we had WandaVision which was about trauma and grief and uh, forgiveness and we, it pretty much just kind of encompassed just kind of those things in general and now we have this show and it's taking on a completely different tone than um what we, you know, I mean, I think we initially assumed, or I, we made a guess, like, what did they dive into Falcon being a black guy? We kind of threw it out, like, well, we don't know. Is Marvel going to be equipped to have that conversation? We kind of thought, like, well, maybe not. But we, were, but we were pleasantly surprised that they seem to be leaning into that in a way that I would not have predicted. So thus far, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, episode one, starts with a huge uh, thing that we didn't know, which is the fact that the Avengers are not getting paid, apparently. Um, <laughs> At least if you were on Captain America's side, probably. <laughs> well, no, and, and apparently in general, it's just like people operate on goodwill. Mm. Like, oh, you're a hero. I'm going to give you said thing. But when all yeah. said and done, there's no hero fund. There's no pension plan. And you have Falcon, who's come back to... He was blipped, and he's come back to help his sister in New Orleans, which, a shout-out to Anthony Mackie as a person. He's from New Orleans, so that's huge for his character. But he's now dealing with the fact that he has no income, and he hasn't had income consistently for a very long time. Uh, But he's known across the country and the world, but he just doesn't have any actual liquid assets. So that was just a huge thing of, like... Wow, ain't nobody paying y'all? That, that was crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like, you know, it. It was very relatable. Like the first, the first ten minutes, you know, it hooks you in with this amazing action scene. Falcon, you know, doing what he loves to do, which is you know, save the day and help out people. And then you come to see, you know, he's finally home with his family. He hasn't seen this family in so long because he got blipped. And those scenes of just 
you know, being in the black family and how they were talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so relatable in a Marvel show. Like the last time I felt like this was like Black Panther kind of, mm. but like even that, that's that didn't still feel exactly the same because I I'm not from you know Africa. I don't have a lot of their traditions, but an African American family in the South. Oh, okay, I can totally relate to this entire scene on so many levels. So then when they were like at the bank, you know, trying to get a loan. I was like, ooh, this, this this feels a little too close to home. Now this is also like a superhero <laughs> show. This is really like a, a primetime drama. <laughs> I was like, oh no, you know? And it, 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 you see it again in the second episode, but like, I appreciate that that's the thing, you know? You have a superhero, and you have a superhero who, you know, Steve chose for the next Captain America, but because, you know, Sam is aware of how this country runs, even at the end of the day, you know, he does a good job. I think he knew, like, they're not going to accept me. I, I really feel like that that was always in his mind and he was trying to be polite about it you know so that's why he was like eh, I'm not gonna do that and then mm-hmm. that turned into a whole nother problem you know and people were like how could you how could you da 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 you know and it's like everyone who's like asked him that they do not understand as a black man taking on a mantle of a white man who's been Captain America for like by a hundred years but at this point um it's it's hard I mean think about how when uh Endgame came out and that in that last scene of him giving the shield to Sam and then you leave the theater and hella people were mad Captain America will be black what like it, it's like they took that real uh situation and put it on the show so I, I I admire that the writers did that on so many levels for that realism. It, I mean, it, it kind of. I mean, they also. Uh, I'm sorry, go for it, Ray. It 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 almost had to be there, and it's to an extent because we like we were talking about like if you're gonna do Falcon right, and it has this feel of a TV show, and it feels like Wandavision in a sense. Like they had to go into his family and his background and all this other stuff. It would have just been lame had they not. So yeah, no, it, there's they're they're making they're making the right decisions here. It feels really nice and wonderful uh, I, there's just there's there's a lot to really like out of this show that because of all of that yeah and i think like they're what they're really doing i think is playing well to a lot of these silent moments like they play well to kind of sam looking at the shield and initially thinking about it and then giving it away and then i think i think for a minute when Sam was going to the bank, I feel like had the bank encounter gone better, Sam might have thought he was willing to take the shield. But I think in that scene specifically, he's able to see that, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm a hero. It doesn't matter that I've saved the world. I'm still like this random black guy in this family. And I feel like his sister was trying to tell him like, yeah, like, I don't think you understand. Like, this is how things work. And it was a real cool thing of seeing kind of this like black exceptionalism of like, oh no, I'm successful. So I can do these things. You just got to believe me. Like, yo, we can do it. And it's just like, you don't understand. Does it matter? And he's like, no, 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 no. I got this. Let's go. Let me get, let's get this money. And he gets in there. He's excited. He's like, oh, do you know who I am? I'm the Falcon, baby. Look at the, the It's me. And of course, the banker treats him like a slave. Like, oh my God, can I get a picture? This is so cool. But also, I can't give you this loan. 
Like, no, like, yeah, I know you, you saved the world and you're probably good for it, but like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you that, that, that extra bit of leeway. Like, this is not going to happen. And I feel like it fully brought Falcon down to the real world of like, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm a hero. Like that, 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 that isn't a part of this factor. What's, what, what's part of the factor is who I am and who I look like. And I think that, I think added to his, uh, which I think he's going to be dealing with his, his imposter syndrome of like, I can't be Captain America. Like, I, I can't be, like, it can't be me, you know? And I think a, a, along with him dealing with that imposter syndrome, you have Bucky also involved in this series. And Bucky is just having just severe PTSD as well as an issue with forgiveness. And I think he also had a real rough first episode. I mean, mind you, we get a, a cool little flashback of him being in his, in his winter soldier days. And I'm like, okay, he's out there doing flips off of balconies and like full arm crushing people. Uh, and he just shoots some kid. And then he, you know, wakes up in sweat on the ground, which of course, if you remember back to when Sam and Cap and, and, and C first met, Sam was telling Steve about his PTSD and how he slept on the floor because he didn't feel comfortable sleeping in a bed because he just didn't like the feeling. Now you have that full uh, fast forward to Bucky sleeping on the floor because he's also having the exact same issues of PTSD. Thankfully, he has a therapist, but you're also seeing that he's just dealing with a lot. Like He has 90 plus years of trauma that he has not been able to deal with, and now he's trying to do it through a list. Uh, and he has a really awesome therapist who, like Aiming, doesn't take any flack and is just like giving him a whole lot of like, you're not trying hard enough, uh, or like you're not even like, you know, asking the right questions back. And it's really great. You know, he has his three rules, you know, you use the list, no violence. Uh, I forget the other parts of the, his, his, his three rules. I forgot rules the rules too, but I know number two is don't hurt nobody. Because I kept saying, nobody. Bucky, don't number hurt one, nobody. No, don't hurt nobody. Because so he's going to be the one to hurt you. <laughs> There it was. That's Don't true. do anything illegal. Don't hurt anyone. And then the third one is escaping me still. But yeah, you see that this is going to be, it's interesting because they're, they're going to seemingly try to highlight and maybe attempt to wrap up or attempt to put them on the, on the road to redemption. These two separate issues that these two characters are dealing with. And I like that it's a show that isn't about one issue. Like, yo, everyone has their own issue that they're dealing with. And we're going to like show you in a way that doesn't feel like it like stacks too much. Go for it, Amy. Rule three is say, I am no longer the winter soldier. I am James um, um, Bucky Barnes. Buchanan Barnes. Barnes. James Buchanan Barnes. It does, yeah. it, it does feel the weird when uh, she keeps saying James. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was a James. <laughs> White Panther. <laughs> when Sam said, "Oh, so you're the White Panther now," I died. <laughs> like, no, I'm a White Wolf. He's like, "Huh?" Yeah, also, Sam that was mean? great, and it's right. like Sam is also trying to connect with Bucky, like super hardcore. And I like that Sam's like reaching out, like, "Hey, man, you okay?" I, I like that no. they're showing that you're like Sam cares for Bucky. I love their bromance and the fact that is it a even the first episode, it is. <laughs> no, it really is because honest, they're going to care for each other. I mean, Bucky I mean maybe has later, left more Sam on red. Though. No, he left Sam on red for so long, mm-hmm. and so like you know, by episode two when Bucky shows up, Sam's not even surprised. He's like, "Oh, what's up? What do you want?" That's true. He was you know? more, he was more or less annoyed, like, "Oh, this guy again." But it was, it, it, it wasn't like, "Oh, I hate." He's like, "Oh." 
It's my buddy. Oh. You come in and me again. Who then charged us <laughs> and saying, Why'd you give it up? Why? 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 He's like, Leave me the fuck alone. Oh that's, that's why he's always <laughs> messing with them about staring and stuff, too. Because it's just like, dude, just. Right. You, like, I'm trying to get you to. I, I know you got all this 106 year trauma going on, but like, you got to loosen the tie a little bit sooner or later here. <laughs> yeah. And but I feel like I, that's I like, like what they're that, gonna though. like. You, like I do. Sam is gonna pull Bucky out of that like seriousness, and because... Bucky's also gonna like align. So like, yo, like you're a leader, and I can see it in you. So I feel like they're, they're yes. gonna pull each other to those understandings. Yes. I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, how Sam looks at life, you know, as far as dealing with his uh, the microaggressions in his life, and how he always, you know, he. He, I think, and I think I will say, like, even me, when I'm dealing with like crazy stuff in the world, you kind of always try to put a little humor on it to kind of like get through it. I, I think he's kind of sh- like doing that to Bucky to kind of like loosen him up and, uh, and you know, to kind of just have a, a better spin on things. And at the same time, you know, Bucky is instilling all this knowledge of like, you need to start like thinking clearly and be more aware of your situations because you know falcon's just like i'm up i'm out i'm gonna do it and then you know bucky's like hold on we gotta say we gotta talk about it at least and he's like nah but it is interesting that <laughs> some scenes bucky was just like i want to go for it and Falcon's like wait hold on and i'm like so now I'm, I'm like are we gonna start seeing like both personalities be switching between the both of them i'm like oh my gosh they're such a just the best bromance i, I ever asked for, for this from year each other Yes, I so love close. it. And of course, underneath all of that, we get, I mean, I want to call them, they're, I don't think they're the true villains. They're, they're at most flag an antagonist. Uh, we, <laughs> the, we, we learn about the Flag Smashers, and we also get to learn about the fact that they came up when the people who were blipped came back. Uh, and these are people that felt like they're being... Uh, Ignored because you find out that there is a foundation to support those who were blipped, and the focus of the world is on those individuals. So, if you are someone that survived those five years doing whatever you could, next thing you know, these people come back, and now the government is focusing on them. So, if you felt ignored before, now you feel doubly ignored, and you are a part of a group of people who maybe you all got closer because, yo, we had to scrape together and survive, and now they're trying to dismantle what we have. So, you have this fundamentalist group uh, that is getting a hold, but also, more importantly, uh, we, we find out through Sam's sidekick, uh, who in the comics is also going to end up being um, Falcon, uh, he finds out firsthand that they're actually su- su- all su- su- super soldiers. And he gets <laughs> handed in the middle of Berlin. He gets full manhandled in Berlin and gets stomped out. So that was a great wrap up to the episode. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have one of those moments where when, I mean, this is an episode two, but when the villains start talking about why they were doing some things, did you have one of those moments of like, hmm, that does kind of make sense? Because think about it. This was back when nobody was around. So it wasn't like, you know, countries had to aid their people. It was like the world was aiding everybody. And I get that without having borders, you know, every all the resources were maximized. Everyone was coming together. There was a sort of kind of harmony because no one was, you know, bound towards whatever. But then everyone has come back. Oh, no. Now we're closing borders. You know, this is your people. This is your people. So when they were talking about that, I was like, 
I get that. Like that to me is like some Magneto knowledge, like something like he would he would be a part of this thing if if he was around. And I was um, like, I'm not mad at them, but they're bad. <laughs> you know, at the same time, like they're doing a lot of well, damage. I, but I, I get I get what they were saying. I, there's yes. a, how much damage are they actually doing is where I we get we get back to this with uh, I don't know yet WandaVision right and that's the show this is I'm really curious over the course of the rest of the show like <laughs> just soldiers. like a, just like so in, far that's all I know <laughs> sure but like in WandaVision uh, Jackass <laughs> Jackass uh, what was his name the general director uh, I can't Haywood Haywood Hayward. Uh, oh, he bad. He, he was bad for like Child 90% of that show, but he didn't do anything until the last episode that was bad. Like, really. True. Like, he, like, so and so bad. I'm curious with these fast face smashers, what are they going to end up, what is what is this show going to write them into doing so that they are bad? and Or are they going to have them still kind of be gray the whole time? Because if they keep them gray, I'm, I would much prefer that than just like, oh, they, they, they pushed the old Me lady too. off a roof with their super soldier powers they're bad people like come on oh, no. like <laughs> oh no i think they're i think they're going to be great uh and i think that's good because i feel like i don't think so because we're working with disney here but are to highlight what do, i think their role in the show is to highlight like the disparity of like hey like we're not being addressed people are like are sweeping our needs underneath the you know the blanket i feel like from episode two what we've seen the overall probably bad person is this you know power broker that we haven't seen so i feel like they're most likely there they're going to operate as exposition so i'm sure i'm sure at some point one of them will be captured or they'll get information let's say the power broker is oh here. yeah and this course we'll get to but I, yeah. I think the power broker is the ultimate bad guy and these individuals are, are going to operate as exposition and will live in that gray but will also highlight there's darker deeper issues and hydra is thriving off of this group of people yeah, I, I'm really curious um, who this person's going to gonna end up being. Sorry, it's going to be cool. No, no, no. You can do yeah. it. I'm just i really curious what he's going to do. But I do want to know. Did they steal some stuff, though? Or did I just imagine that? I mean, they stole they vaccines. They stole supplies. Yeah, it's vaccines. Okay. Which it's I was stolen. like, oh, how true is that right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was mm. like, well, who's to mm. say no one's doing that right mm. now as I'm watching this? No way, you know, ideas. On that, on that sack convention and just grab I know. everything. But I do want to put room in somewhere. I do want to do put in a potential antagonist because we haven't got to him yet. But I don't know if this is the right time, but I like to call him Holander, Holander 2.0. AKA the new Captain America. He gives me Homeland, Homelander vibes. I'm sorry. I just don't. I mean, the minute we see him, we already don't like him because of our history with the other Cap. But the fact that, you know, the second episode kind of introduced a little bit of him. And I was like, I still don't like him. First of all, he's surrounded by a lot of black people in his life, which I was like, I know, interesting. That was surprising. <laughs> and then secondly, he, you can obviously see, you know, he was trying to be like, let's work together, guys. And then he was more talking towards to Bucky because you know Cap and Bucky and I also feel like it's that whole thing of when a white male sees another white male it's like hey we can work it out and then we'll get Falcon to come with us you know because he was not really talking to Falcon like that you know and I mean he was the one that if you saw if you guys watch episode two Bucky got put in jail 
And uh, it was him that bailed him out. He's like, I bailed him out and he's coming with me. In fact, you're coming with me. And da 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 da. I was like, okay, so you are a bad person. You, I'm already calling it. He's, maybe he'll be like our, our Hayward dude where he hasn't done anything until like the last episode. I don't care. He's a bad dude to me, you know? Well, I think for his character in general, uh, I think he's also going to fill in the role of like growing in each episode. And I feel like with episode two, you get the foundation of who he is and that he's, you know, a quarterback of a football team, married his high school sweetheart and puts country before self. And I think those I think those are are things that are going to be true to his character growing forward. And And remember, Captain America. He, he also, you know, put, you know, the needs of others before himself, but he didn't put the needs of a flag before the people. Whereas yeah. John, he mm-hmm. puts the needs mm-hmm. of the flag before people. I think that's that? the And I think that's the difference here with John. And I also think, you know, I also think what's really important about his character is that <laughs> in episode that. two, that's they not right really either. went... They didn't do that. Homelander didn't care about that. show? No. He wasn't Homelander, about country over people? No, no he was about himself no. over everyone. <laughs> he cared about himself. He's yeah, like, I he, love myself so much. In the public eye. <laughs> yeah, in the public, yeah, but in private, he only took like up the flag thing because he wanted people to be like, oh, nationalism. Yeah, but we haven't so gotten like that far with this anyway, dude. Just, John yeah. Walker as a person, um, they went up above and beyond to go in depth about how he's unpowered. He's just a soldier. And I think that's what's important is because he is unpowered in a world full of supers. And I think what's going to happen is, as you saw in episode two, he gets frustrated very easily. He doesn't mm-hmm. like that um, mm-hmm. that Bucky and Sam don't want to help him. He also doesn't it's like that evil. Bucky and Sam point out the fact that, hey, I have a high-tech suit. Also, he's enhanced. So we can do these things. Y'all can't. Which is why I think he's going to... Which is why in the comics, he meets the power broker anyway. And I think the fact that they brought up the power broker in general is setting him up to you know, probably keep going up against um, Bucky and Sam and their adventures. But at some point down the line, get with the power broker and become the U.S. agent, which he becomes a, a an empowered human, but he also becomes a right-wing conservative Captain America. Ooh, which is like, no! Which is hey, things that want Captain that. No, I really told want. you. No, nope. So nope. I feel like right now they're I giving decline. us the seeds of him going down that road. To becoming that person, <laughs> this is gonna be your number one villain for the year. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I know I'm gonna hate him. I just I feel it in my soul. <laughs> now she's I'm, gonna I'm watch gonna this show. The next episode, but like I hate you. <laughs> I think it's good because I think like it's going to call into question what uh, it's, it's going to call into question the, the values of Cap, and I think that's what right. Bucky was saying to Sam. You know, when they had that like that super smash cut therapy session where they were doing the really you know intimate. Like leg touching scene where Sam and you know and Bucky are arguing. Bucky sheds all his walls and just tells him, "I'm angry because you gave up the shield. Because if you give up the shield, it means Cap was wrong about you being the next person having these values of of, of being a, a hero, having these values of being a protector. And if he's wrong about all those things, then when Cap told me that I can redeem myself, that I can be a better person, he was wrong, and I don't want that to be true." And I feel like that was a moment of him being like, you haven't, like, we have to solve it. So I feel like, yeah, it hit really hard. I think that's what's going to be the big point is like, John's going to be the antithesis of what Captain America is. And Sam has to step up to the plate, fully 
accept who he is, the version that's the version that Cap saw and the version that Bucky saw and step into the mantle yes. of Captain America. I am Captain yes. America. You know what? Forget forget this country. Yeah. I am Captain America. Look at that shield back, Bucky. I am Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And I love I love that scene. I love those lines and I love how that kind of foreshadows how powerful a Captain America that Sam can be. And it, it like that's I was just like, ooh, I got chills. I'm like, I can see him just be like, you know, I don't care what y'all think. I am Captain America, you know, and I'm gonna be like, yes. That's but, so um, it's gonna I, it's, it's, it's a journey. It's gonna be a journey and this is why we have the show. I'm really yes. curious how Sorry, uh, right? No, you're fine. Um uh, Isaiah Bradley. I wanna see how deep they're gonna go into that story. Uh because that's a that's a that's a tough uh that's a tough comic book story to do on a disney show uh like correctly so that was another powerful scene red white and black (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's a tough story to do there so how how are they adapting that i mean his whole story is based on the tuskegee's Syphilis yep. experiment. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> honestly, the moment they, they they showed Isaiah, I was like, "Oh, they're going there for the show." I thought that too. I was like, "They're going yeah. there." Yeah. Oh I'm like, "Yo, I... you're bringing this character in. You got to do a backstory." And that backstory. Right, so this show just became a black dark. show. Because <laughs> <laughs> for like for folks who don't know, like he was a part of this like Isaiah Bradley. Uh, who appeared in episode two, um, which I thought was super cool. I, I was really surprised. He's, he's played by Carl Lumbly. Um, but basically, he was a part of an experiment of 300 African-American soldiers. Not all of them survived. Only about a handful survived. And they wanted to replicate the super soldier serum. And of course, uh, when Truth, Red, White, and Black came out, there was an issue of like, when this happened, did it happen before Cap or after Cap? And I think they agreed that this happened after Captain America had already been around to kind of not, because I think the people were upset that, yo, that this happened before Cap, was Cap the second Cap, so they eventually said this happened after to not, like, fully rock the boat, but still it was amazing. Um, but, yeah, you have this African-American Captain America, who's like, dying, and who's fighting for his country in Korea, uh, and he he does, he sacrifices for his country. It's like a lot of African-American soldiers He sacrifices for his country. He ends up meeting Bucky, because Bucky, at that time, is killing every U.S. agent sent to him. And so Isaiah Bradley does two things. The first thing he does is he steals Captain America's outfit, and the second thing he does is he kicks Bucky's ass in uh, over there, which I think is absolutely hilarious that Bucky got his got handed got those hands from Isaiah Bradley, uh, and he like breaks Bucky's arm, fully just breaks it, and it's like, yo, I did. And of course, he ends up getting you know captured and all that. But fast forward, he gets picked up by the military and he gets sentenced to life imprisonment because he took Captain America's outfit. And of course, what ends up happening, as, as Isaiah Bradley said in the show, he got experimented on while he was in prison. People came into his cell, took his blood, did experiments on him from Hydra and from the U.S. government. And I, it just goes to show, and he, and he told Bucky, like, yo, like, I don't get to change who I am. At the end of the day, I was still a black man in America, so I had no rights to begin with. You just can't. And he, of course, is pushing back at Bucky's whole thing of being uh, a 
of recreating himself. And that, of course, is hits Bucky's accord of like, so you mean I can't change who I am or my or my future? And that was a hard moment because you have a man who's speaking from anger, from anger of like being neglected, anger of being abused. Uh, he was supposed to serve a life sentence. Thankfully, he, he only served about 17 or so years and got out. But he's not going to forget people coming into his cell at all times of night, jabbing him with needles. Uh, and I think like that was an impactful storyline. And I was like, they are really doing this. This is yeah. deep. I hope we this get the rest of it correctly. And if y'all come back, oh, y'all got to wrap it. Y- y'all got to give us the full. I, I want to see a flashback of a, in his prime, uh, in his prime, Isaiah Bradley donning the cap outfit and fighting either a youngish looking Bucky or a CGI <laughs> looking Bucky. Me. <laughs> I want to see it go down because that's an important story. And of course, like my super big favorite was we saw that his son's named Eli. And if you're a big comic book fan, Eli is Patriot and he's a part of the Young uh, Avengers. Mm. So I'm like, is Marvel mm. dropping these Young Avengers? I probably. think so. Yeah. Because they we did hit Speedy Young and Avengers got, is coming. Uh, Wicked, and now we got uh, Eli. So this is interesting. Was, I mean, think like, about it. You see, you see in the shows yeah. with the one too. Yeah, with Wicked and stuff. So mm. they're building. They're slowly building. building. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited to see. I, I love that they went with that storyline. I also love that to really drive home the point, to really drive home the issue of racial inequality, they walk out of Isaiah Bradley's house, have an argument in the street, Sam and Bucky, and the police pull up and they immediately are tell, ask Bucky, are you okay? And is this man bothering you? And they proceed to ask for Sam's ID. Sam's like, what do you mean? I don't need to tell you my ID. We're like, we know each other. We're having a conversation. They get a little more angry with him. At, at a certain point, it gets to the highest level. Bucky then tells him, do you know who this is? The cop looks at Sam and then says, oh, oh, you're Falcon. I didn't recognize you without the goggles. And, and for me, it was a direct callback to the other episode about being in the bank. It just it just tied together so well. Where again, you have another guy who was like, who didn't know who Sam was until Sam mentioned he was Falcon. And it's like, yeah, you're that token member of the team and you're only visible when you're in an outfit. If you're not in that outfit, like that, like the only thing that people see is your skin tone. And almost immediately, another cop car pulls up. They're like, oh my God, this is getting in. I was getting stressed. I was like, this is like, my heart was like, oh, they about to, what's about to happen? How far are they going to take this scene? Right. And it was like, like the, like, like the music was thumping. There was a crowd gathering. The crowd. And then to like, really like shift but gears filming. at that point, they go, oh, actually, I'm so sorry to tell you this, Mr. Barnes, but um, you missed your court therapy session and we have right. to place full nice cadence not aggressive like we're with sam just (laughs) i'm so sorry um but you're actually under arrest you have a warrant full cordial kindness they take care of bucky put him in handcuffs and gently place him in a vehicle just like fully just drive home this issue and i was like marvel i don't know if you can wrap this up as good as i hope you can but if you can keep this up i i'd be happy to, to keep watching this is this is a, a truly amazing scene, and I'm excited for what they're going to do moving forward. Marvel handling with racism. I didn't think I lived to see the day. Disney and Marvel. I, I mean, and done, done well. well. I was like, 
I thought it was either going to be too tropey or, but I was like, oh, y'all? Okay. Or like a traumatic experience, like that whole black trauma porn scene or oh, something. Yeah. Black sadness. And, yeah. And I was like, no, this is actually like, this works. Oh my gosh. Yes, Amy. I think this goes back to our earlier discussion of whether or not Disney can be more adult on Disney Plus. And I think this is sort of proving that, that they actually can like go there on this platform. And they're using like, I mean, they're using profanity. They're not using the F word, but like shit's the hardest word they're saying. And I think I even mentioned that of like, hey, were you guys watching the episode? And then he said, shit, were you kind of like, wait, he said a bad word? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> was wait, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> is, this, is it Disney still? <laughs> I know, I was like, wait, what am Did I, I change the channel by accident? Is it Amazon Prime? Okay, this is, Disney. It's, uh, it's, so yeah, you're right. It's that, it's that Winter Soldier. You're right. It's that PG-13. <laughs> It's the best. It's you the best. <laughs> it's the best Captain America movie, but in like good storytelling mode on like mm-hmm. extra uh, storytelling mode because it was good storytelling at Winter Soldier, but extra storytelling. It's oh man, they've done a good job. Yeah. I I know You're there's right. someone out there. Said, a lot of my friends said that too. Who is complaining about? them doing all this race stuff in a Marvel property and get all mm-hmm. of this political stuff out of, of my course. TV show. Gotcha. And I would love, love to make them sound like hypocrites. But I mean, they, hopefully that number of people <laughs> is very low. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, Has anyone looked it up? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to try to But I feel like Marvel's okay. doing two I, things. Too much, I try to too, go much, there. too much going on right now. But I would Marvel love to see a TV see. show that was like had a had a female main character that I feel like I feel like Wanda was the main character in WandaVision. So you have that show, and now you have a show where yes, it is Falcon Winter Soldier, but they're definitely hitting on a lot of Falcon issues. So you have two of these shows that have two demographics that aren't really uh, highlighted or like you know given the same spotlight. So of course we're gonna have people that are gonna be like, oh, why are they doing? But like you know what, yo, like these people, like these stories aren't like overtly tropey they hit on issues that people deal with and they're doing it in a way that i feel like uh does justice to the the media uh and i'm excited honestly like i think it's only episode two and uh like it's it's just it, it's amazing what they're doing they're bringing in characters that again are tertiary u.s agent is not a big thing uh to like throw out their <laughs> battle star is was super obscure uh, yeah, what does I that mean to, exactly? Battlestar is basically uh, I don't know. He's U.S. Asian sidekick. He's he's also a part of the Bold Urban Commandos, aka mm. the Buckies. Uh, so basically, his black friend is Bucky, and it's just this really weird thing. Uh, and I'm like, they really brought in battle. Like I would have given them a cool Lamar. Throw away name. I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it fly. But I'm like he threw him Battlestar. They're going <laughs> deep with this cut. Somebody, someone deep. read their comics. Yes. So that's what yeah, they did their. Yeah, yeah. They did their homework with this show. <laughs> yes, I mean I'm loving it. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the power broker. And I feel like with, with, with the episode two, we got to see a lot more about these um, Flag Smashers. We, of course, get to see the 
the four person team up between uh, Bucky, Sam, US Agent, and Lamar. Uh, and you see that these, every single one of the Flag Smashers is an enhanced being, um, which again, the super serum, it definitely doesn't come cheap. And even when they're, you know, and, and when they're, you know, doing their, their, their side mission of talking about, you know, keeping the movement going, staying ahead of being caught. I, at first, assumed they were trying to avoid being caught by the U.S. government or whatever. But we find out that it's actually the power broker that is hunting them down. And my thought is, are they hunting him? Is the power broker hunting them because they took the super soldier serum and are not, you know, following their end of the bargain? Maybe they wanted to do something else. Maybe he had different ideas for them. And they're like, no, we want to be more about helping the people. And so now you have them jumping on a Learjet trying to escape the power broker one of them goes out, Queen, Lat- Queen Latifah, and set it off style in a, in a, in a blaze oh of glory, and a blaze of glory on the team. Because off in a full, lyric. you were set it off right when she like came out there. And she's like, <laughs> she's told Jack, she told old girl, run away. I got this, and just got lit up. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, but that's what homeboy did. He's like, yo, I'm gonna go stand in front of these like 18 people and get sh- shot up. Um, but yeah, I feel like the power broker is this big bad. But I also was I also almost forgot the other big bad that they dropped in and they dropped it in the last few minutes of episode two where Bucky's like we got it like they're super they're super powered. I can think of one person who worked at Hydra or has Hydra information that could probably give us the inside scoop. And Sam and Bucky are like, I don't know. And Bucky's like, Do you trust me? And Sam was like, I guess. Like, you know what? I'm not gonna question you, like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, yo, let's go see Zemo. And then cue the orchestra music almost out of nowhere, like it was Wonder Woman soundtrack. Just the strings come in. Don't say that. It came in nowhere. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's rude. I love the music when it goes off. I think that's that's a nice song. It's a nice bop. (laughs) You saying Wonder Woman over here, that's an insult. I know, I'm sorry. That shall not pass. I'll put some more respect on Zemo, I'm sorry. But anyway, we... We see the back of Zemo's head as he's sitting in confinement somewhere in some uh, shield prison or whatever. But yeah, like we know that Zemo or someone Zemo-like uh, is the villain. I'm wondering if this is going to be some kind of uh, like flash, like some kind of illusion where like someone takes up like Zemo's ski mask and just puts on the thing and like, oh, I'm gonna take on the who knows, but. <laughs> I'm surprised what's going to happen here. No, that's Red Skull. Red Skull's he's, no, he's in a different no. dimension. Scroll. Scroll, no, no. Scrolls are... Okay. I, I'm just that's, saying, I'm Raymond is on the Skull train, okay? We got to let Raymond do this. I'm on that train, too. I'm on that train, too. But Raymond's driving the train. Why would WandaVision be first and end it like that and be like... But then, again, that goes back to the theory of five years. What can Scrolls do? The, um, this is this is dealing with the aftermath of five years. I think one of you, Ray or Marlin, were talking about uh, Hydra. What if Hydra was like you know, well, building, 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 building within the five years, and then you know the scrolls probably got involved. What if that was happening? There's the, the so other the other thing that I'm really curious about is if Zemo is. Uh, actually going to end up helping them and they've just kind of misdirected us on him being a villain because he didn't like super soldiers i was thinking that too that's, that's true. true that is true that is true oh he had God. the chance to 
fully awakened six of them and killed all of them. Yeah. And technically, the Avengers are gone. I mean, kind of gone in a sense. Like, they're not really together they, anymore. Yeah, I mean, he succeeded. He yeah, disbanded he them in a way. So Tried like, to frame Bucky. They all too. died. Most of them died. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, we'll it's kind of hard because I was like, oh, they're they're working with the enemy already. Well, you guys think about it. This uh, next episode, episode three, this is the middle episode. Like, this is the midpoint of the season. That's what's crazy. That means some stuff's going to go down. I do appreciate that these episodes are a little bit longer than 30 minutes. Um, there's so much to put in these episodes, but they're nicely paced. So by the time it ends, I'm like, did I watch the movie? Like, it, it really does feel like this is another... Uh, Winter Soldier yeah. Part Two. Movie that that last and- one will be a lot of action again. Yeah, because I mean, the Power Broker doesn't have that much information about them. Um, I mean, he's yes, he's like you know, he's like handing out powers, but it's, he's also kind of like this is kind of what I do. Like he's he's not really like a a full front and center kind of person. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm like you know, if we're gonna hit on more than one villain or a team up villain, or like maybe even end of the day they're fighting U.S. Agent and Battlestar. Uh, who knows if this is gonna wind up? I'm excited to see how they're gonna like tell the story. I feel like maybe whoever Power Broker is Ray's is probably right our big bad guy. Maybe he's such a he's such a weird character. He's just like. He's basically like a ditto. He's a he's he's a human ditto, uh, and he's just able to like give people powers in a weird way. But I'm like, is that gonna be enough to like portray his character on the small screen enough to like have him be interesting? You know? I mean, he just might have figured out how to make super soldier serum and just has a bunch, and that's that's how they do power broker. Is he just he hands out super soldier? serum basically like uh he he controls the black market on super soldier serum uh and they might just they might simplify it that way we'll see yeah we'll have to wait yeah i'm excited i mean like cat said episode three is coming up and there's just been so much out there um i'm excited to see where they're gonna go next um what this means for bucky and sam in terms of their mental health as they grow um, what this means for just the the universe in general. Like, I am, you know, slightly concerned as to how all of these are going to tie into, like, the grand spectrum of, like, the movies. Like, are, 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 are they going to call back to things that happen on the show in the movies? Or are they just going to just, you know, push through in the movies and not reference the growth from the shows, you know? So I'm wondering, like, how Kevin Feige... I'm sure he has many roads. I'm wondering how they're going to connect these down the line. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's just an exciting time to have that Disney Plus subscription because I know for a long time we're like, yo, is this is this going to be worth it? Is it worth and it? And Disney had oh, a whole yes plan. And I think, honestly, this whole episodic thing like yo this is actually smart we i i know we, re- we release the mandalorian all out for season one but from now on we're gonna do one episode at a time we're gonna, we're gonna scale it back and we're gonna release our mm-hmm. next project at the end of the other project and just keep them coming and keep them going yeah because then after this 
Loki Loki comes out in the summer, right? June. Yeah. Last episode of this one. I think, so right? we have a month. May I is the month of May. just reflection, and then we. Yeah, I think it's is it May. I think in it's in May? May. Oh my! Are you sure? I thought, I thought it was later. I thought it was later oh, right. too. Loki release date is June eleventh, twenty twenty one. They must so have pushed it back recently. The, then May okay. is the month of reflection. Yeah, because I was like, well, Black Widow's July, and then everything else is fall. But like, are we gonna watch that? That's what I have to ask. Are we? I mean, at this point, I'm going I have to collectively. To. Okay, I, I am. I know. At, at least I know my household is. Whether I, mean, I like, say yes or no, we're watching no, I mean, it together like, are as a we family. Thirty dollars is what I'm asking. I don't think oh, I'm paying thirty dollars. Well, yeah, like I free. said, yes. <laughs> not my thirty dollars. Uh, I'll give them a man price. Chip in. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I gave him twelve fifty. Yeah, <laughs> twelve fifty. Um, but yeah, well, I'll I'll definitely be watching just so I can be like, okay, I finally watched this movie that been, that's been pushed so many times, and I don't know why. I don't know why it took them so long, but hey, let's see how this fits. You know why? Why was this made? Why was this even considered? So. We shall see. Wait and see. I mean, I'm excited to see what comes next. But yeah, I mean, based upon these two episodes, we got a lot to look forward to. They're definitely going to come back to Elijah and Eli. Um, I mean, it's super important for Sam to know that history, to know that Mm -hmm. there once was a black Captain America and how that affected him in terms of like, one, why he put on the, the suit to begin with, which I think is important. So I think it's going to tie into, like, I put this on because I feel like I was embodying the hope of a nation as well as the hope of a people uh, to, like, get this done in a way that I thought it needed to be done. And then, you know, bringing in the mental aspect of just being locked away from a, a government that was not for people that they looked like him. So I think Elijah's character is going to be important to Sam's growth and stepping into that role. Sam's going to be important to, of course, tell, you know, uh, Bucky will be important to tell Sam, hey, you're great because Captain America said you're great. But I also think that on the back end, Elijah's going to help Bucky as well. I think Elijah's going to come down from his anger. Maybe his son, sorry, Isaiah will come down from his anger, maybe with the help of Elijah. And then Isaiah will meet with Bucky and maybe he'll tell Bucky more about how, you know, what forgiveness looks like. Maybe he'll even, you know, try to give him some feedback. And maybe Bucky will share more about who he was. Uh, And who knows, maybe Isaiah is on Bucky's list to begin with. And he crosses Mm. his name off and he's like, yo, full circle. That's why he thought of him. But of course, the biggest thing we're waiting for is how Bucky is going to tell that old man that he killed his son. That I think is going to be. The I just don't episode. want to think about that. Like I, it's I hard. I don't want to be there for that. I don't want to. I don't yeah. watch it. Just, let's just say I'm going to leave the off, room when that camera. happens. Yeah, see, he did it off camera. I'm like, drink. Okay, cool. That's, that's really hard. That's really really hard. That scene was no. hard to watch. The tension in the room of him, like. uh with the like everything made sense and I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Bucky, how do you how do you do it? Like it's, it's... hard because he made it hard. Like he became know, friends with this like... man that's like, Bucky, you got too deep, man. You got in too deep. It's this so man deep and it's so hard. You. This man is like sick and you're He's looking care at him like like a son like yeah and like, 
tricks at heart. This man is setting you up on dates, giving you fatherly advice. You are oh, too I know. deep. Oh, <sighs> Stop. I'm getting, I'm getting a headache. I'm getting sad. This is... <laughs> All I know is how you just ghost someone and stop talking to them. All I know is however that scene ends, I know I can already predict it's going to end in a way that causes Bucky to fully uh, regress. Like I think it's going to come up. I think it's going to come up probably not with him willingly giving the information out. I think either someone's going to tell that man or he'll find it on his own and he'll be mad at Bucky, super angry, and then Bucky's going to fully regress into himself. Or yeah, because I feel like there has to be a moment where Bucky just feels super lower than he is now. I think that's the moment that this. And I think that character alone is going to put Bucky at rock bottom. By far, that character is going to be the one, and Sam is going to need to pull him back up. So I predict that that's going to happen. Thing with that old man, it's going to be traumatic, and it's going to absolutely ruin the progress Bucky's been going through, and he's just going to hit rock bottom. And we're going to have to watch it. And it's going to probably be like 20 extra minutes that was watching Bucky just drag himself around, maybe crying. Maybe just like. That's torture. Both these dudes going through their stuff is torture, like mental torture. And I'm just like, it's got to be done. But like, I think because we care about these characters so much and we identify our own uh, like attributes in them, it's just mentally very like I feel like I've never done anything that Bucky has done, but I can feel the the stretch of just you have to be honest with yourself, and this is gonna be incredibly hard. And I'm like I'm I've never been in that situation, but just that's a whole nother level of forgiveness and 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 being true and and clearing your con- oh my gosh, <laughs> and that's why oh. I think Marvel is doing. An amazing so thing. They are humanizing so their characters in this intent. They're fully stripping them of what makes them special, what makes them unique, and saying at the end of the day, this is a human being, and they're kind of a bad person, or they're a person that needs to deal with their trauma that's affecting them overall. And I think that's what is the selling point of these like Disney Plus series is they're fully stripping away Wanda and showing that she at the end of the day is that same girl who had her house blown up and her family died around her. She's still that girl. She's still upset. She's still afraid. Uh, and she just wants to be loved. She wants to be in a family and she's losing that. And she's, and she was willing to sacrifice everything to get that, even if it was at the detriment of others. And now you have Sam and Bucky who yeah, they saved the day. They fought Thanos. But at the end of the day, Sam's family is selling away his home that he needed to spend time at because he was fighting at war. He was away during the blip. He feels detached from his home. And his home grew up without him. Bucky is fully now pardoned. But with that pardon comes not being on the run. And at the end of the day, I think Bucky liked being on the run because Bucky didn't have to stay stationary. He didn't have to acknowledge for 90 years, he had his brain messed with, and he murdered countless people, and he didn't have to acknowledge that. Now he has to acknowledge it. Now he has to care how they react to him. And the good thing is, there are some people who are who are in Hydra. He can handle them fine. He 
probably prefers that. But there are other people, like this um, individual, this older man, who he killed his son because he was a, a random bystander, and that's going to drag him down. So I feel like these shows are showing us what these people, who these people are at their core, and it's chilling, it's uncomfortable, and we have a lot more episodes to go, and we have to live in that uncomfortability with them. Marvel, you did it again? Like, thank you. I mean, who knows what happens with Loki? I feel like with Loki, we're probably going to get that too. Yeah, because Loki has done a lot of trauma in real time. I mean, Loki, I mean, think about it. His family, I mean, I don't know if we're going into the his family family, but like, maybe it's maybe it's all about the consequences of his actions. And maybe seeing that in another in another stage because I know they're dealing with time so maybe he'll see someone doing something that he used to do and be like hey that's not how you do it or this is how you should do it or whatever but then maybe he'll be like hmm that really was messed up with me at the time maybe I should do better I don't know but if they had something like that too I would be like what everyone's getting therapy I feel like a Loki show (laughs) and then like hey like you're a different Loki like what do you mean they'll show him being choked out saving Thor and then I think he's going to be like, why oh would I gosh. do that? And they're probably going to walk him down, Thor and him having conversations, Thor calling him his brother, Thor protecting him, and having Loki deal with the fact that a version of himself got to the level of sacrificing himself for his brother, which that current Loki would be like, why would I do that? That's so dumb. And then being like, well, I want to know how I got, like, I need to know how I got there. Like, I want to feel that feeling. So I feel like we're going to do with Loki's whole family issue. Like, maybe they'll do a, a flashback of uh, Odin taking Loki from the I Frost know. Giants. Maybe we'll get a flash forward or, like, a, a mixed smash cut of, like, you know, Thor and Loki being kids and having fun. I feel like we're going to fully get to the daddy and mommy issues of Loki. Oh my goodness. I'm looking forward to seeing like how this progresses. Like, and also maybe they'll give us some what if versions of the Marvel heroes and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, when does that come out? Well, I mean, cause in in, in this version, he's, he's going through different times. So maybe they'll show us the time where there's a different Captain America or whatever. However, it's going to go down. I do think that they're going to like from the themes of these shows, I think we're gonna have a moment where Loki's getting a walk down therapy session from Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. I mean, yes, to watching that, but oh, Loki, you're in for a treat. Yeah, so on. much stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has millennia, yeah. millennia stuff. <laughs> what if they fast forward to him just being lonely, or like, what if he tells him like, I want to see a world where I got everything I got, and he goes, Great, we'll do it, and it's just in a world where there's just no one there anymore. You know, he is the Lord of Chaos. So he's going to be like, what? There's nothing. And I'll no. just sit there and, and I think I'll have to deal with it. I feel like I'm looking forward to seeing what the ramifications of time travel deal with Loki. Because Loki, at the end of the day, took him a few movies to get to like, I'm going to get choked out by Thanos for my for my brother. And they have to right. do it in a few episodes. So there's, there's going to need to be some real tangible and important moments he's going to be exposed to these time traveling things. Yeah, and I feel like it would be almost like closure for the fans because I, I will say for myself, in that one scene where he does get choked up, I was like, he's oh. not dead. And then you're like, oh, he's dead. Wait, he's dead. What the hell? Like, and none of us were okay with that. I wasn't comfortable with that. And so, you know, seeing Endgame mm. and seeing where did, wait, he's alive? Where did he go? And so the show's gonna 
ha- make us be happy in his presence again, but maybe it will also give us closure in uh, there was a reason. Everything happens for a reason, and this is this is his journey. This is still his journey, and why that happened? Because I'm like, I'm still that scene still crushes me. I'm like him and him doll. I'm like really. First Before of the all, snap, Marvel like um, <laughs> like a like like Joss Whedon uh, misused another black character for two movies. They misused Idris Elba. Yep. They only gave him one film to be a real amazing character, and then the next really? one he dies. Heimdall, yeah, like think about it. There was there was only there was Ragnarok where he took the entirety of, of Asgard. He protected them. He was fighting for them. Mm-hmm. He was like fully like a, like a, a like a barbarian. I mean, sure, Heimdall. he was still he was doing it. He was still a, a what's past tertiary? What's a what's a step past quadri? Uh, quadratic uh he was a quadratic character Mm. in that movie (laughs) he was not a he was was barely tertiary sure sure low bar what do i see with my eye giving him legless lines in both movies what do do your daughter see very low bar. <laughs> I feel like had they given him more to do with that role of Heimdall, had they let him leave the tower to go talk to Thor, had they given him much more of a role that was impactful to the story, I think Idris Elba would have been here to stay. But they were like, nah, we're going to kill you in like the punkest way ever. And now he's over at DC doing Suicide Squad, which is not acceptable, Idris. You deserve we better than that. We didn't want that, Idris, but I get it. He was like, y'all don't want me fine. Somebody else will. And then when Thor was like, I lost my best friend, I was like, we never even got a chance to see that relationship because, again, that character was not used friend. correctly. So I'm like, he was? He was your best friend? No, well, who was his best who friend he... then? The Warriors what? 3 and Lady Sif? Weren't they his best friends? Well, he said best friend. Oh. But he meant he, he was kind of. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that was that was Seth and the and the Warriors three. But uh, the way he was saying was but they also that got shit on Loki yes. him though. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I regardless of who was who was yeah. we, Thor I didn't get to see that relationship friend, with anybody. No plural, just best friend. <laughs> like it was him though, and I was like, how. Your mom? But that's your parents. I don't know. The only person I see closest to him that he was like, ah, was his mom. And I'm like, okay, but that's his mom. You he know? was close with there Sif. There was no other person. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like again, Marla but... didn't do a great job with the Warriors <laughs> at all. They, at, no, they, they did one film, they were referenced as being friends, and then like they're like, they were killed in the next film, and Thor brought them up. But yeah, who is his best friend, Cornegura? <laughs> there you go. See, how are we supposed to know that? Google. I had to take an educated guess. Google says yes. Yeah, and there's literally a bunch of articles where like, who is Thor's best friend? Everyone wants oh, wow. to know because it just, it just wasn't known. Everyone's like, who is he talking? Because again, they gave us no development for any of the characters in Thor's movies. Like, who does Thor like in these films besides uh, Homegirl his from mom. the Star Wars film and his mom? His own girl from the start. Yeah, besides, pretty besides much. Padme. Jane. Like, who else he's Jane. Like? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But yeah, that's oh, all I, I got. Thor. Now I kind of wish Thor was in a show because he too needs therapy. But oh, I guess we'll absolutely. see that in the movie. No, I mean I, I know everyone 
needs therapy, but if we were gonna uh, pick out characters in the past two movies, he's 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 another character more. that needs that too. And I'm like, oh, he's not gonna be on any of these shows. We wanna see him in Thor Four and Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Love and Thunder. That movie's gonna be a throwback to Flash <laughs> to Flash Gordon days. I'm looking forward to that. The costumes look ridiculous and I'm excited for it. And then that's another thing about taking Jane and making her. Oh yeah, Jane's um, back. Let's I'm just so save it. Let's just save no. it for then. We don't want the fanboys to be too upset I in one episode. I want to know what that check looked like, <laughs> Natalie Portman, because she was very verbal about how she did not like being in those Thor movies. Right. So I'm like, right. what do they give you, girl? Because you can't They're back. Like, Look, I mean, you're working they, with a different director, I, different crew. Yeah, no. The, the, as Natalie Portman after Thor: The Dark World, I'd have been done with them too. What did they have her do in yeah, either of those two movies? Yeah. They, she was, <laughs> it was trash. She's, but she's, she's been working out. Like, oh yeah, because she's, she's gonna be ripped. Yeah, they probably the were. Drops. They were probably like, I'm "Look, we'll finally give her. you a character. Like, we we promise it'll be a real character." You'll be a real girl now. We promise to give you more than fifty lines. We promise. <laughs> no, the, the the director talked to her and he he said something like he he said one thing and it convinced her to do it. I can't. I don't think they said what it was, but he like said something to her very specifically about her character, and she's like, okay. She, yeah, I think she's going to be Thor. Like I think that yeah. was like, well, yeah. Thor. She's like, no, I think it was oh, okay. Well, it was that, but it was like there was another aspect. Of that mm. that they that they brought to her that she I was they, like I hope she kind of talks about it because I I do want to know I mean Natalie Portman's a very when you get her on a project you really have to like get her like you really have to convince her and I'm like what did they what did they tell her we'll see but, I mean I'm excited so she's in there. space <laughs> <laughs> that movie was traumatizing for her though that director's crazy but anyway yeah um. Wow, you guys, so many great Marvel shows and so many of these characters going through stuff and reminds us that we're in the middle of a pandemic and that kind of makes us be like, well, you know, spending this time to not understand the people around you, but understand yourself as well through this pandemic. Um, so I feel like Marvel's trying to do a whole reflection time for ourselves and i'm like i like it but i don't like it this is why i think this is why the show is so it's good but real. right but it's hard to watch sometimes like, i don't want it like even with wandavision i was like but i don't want to start thinking the terms of accepting things i kind of just want to deny that but hey thank you marvel i mean um amy i don't know if you want to talk about it but i i, I we had this conversation about how the show kind of made us think into looking towards our own form of uh oh yeah i I full on form of therapy. booked a therapy yeah. session after I watched this. Episode. Yeah, we've been looking into. So I, was, I, I need some. I, I need some stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I was it, like, it, it helped convince me. Thank you, Bucky. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Dizzy. Like, we're growing inside too. Um, does anyone want to add to the episode before we go? Yeah, if you're feeling. You have no predictions for the show. I'm oh, surprised. I, I gave mine, but no, he did. Okay. Yeah. Marlon had had a lot. Yeah, for, he had a lot. I know. A lot. For folks out there who feel like you know you need support, definitely you know get that support. Seek out a licensed therapist. There's a lot of amazing apps online. Uh, there's also a lot of amazing therapists if you can check out what you know your healthcare looks like. If you don't have healthcare, a lot of these apps are taking folks without healthcare as well. So definitely, if you need support, seek support. You know. We at Geek Force here love and care for you, but you know it's important to care and love yourself as well. Yes, 
With that said, I'm going to wrap this episode up. Thank you guys for coming out and talk about all the wonderful things we talked about. Listeners, thank you for choosing us for your podcast of the day or the moment. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for any of your questions or concerns regarding of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do you feel like uh, some of the things we said were right? You have your own predictions. You have questions about other characters. We're here to help you and we're here to listen. Um, But for now, I want everyone to just take a deep breath, find a great therapist, enjoy your whiskey, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.